Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. Gentlemen, if you had to summarize what is wrong with your marriage in a single sentence, what would it be? Hmm. It's an interesting question, isn't it? You do realize, you do recognize that men all over the world just thought a thousand different things. <laughs> and brothers, that's not good. That's not good at all. In fact, I don't even I don't even think we need a single sentence to figure this out. I think we just need, I think we just need one word. So let's try this again. If you had to summarize what is wrong with your marriage with just one word, what would that word be? I can sense and feel the wheels turning. Let me, let me see if I can help you out. It, it starts with an M and it ends with an E. It's me. I'm what's wrong with my marriage, <laughs> and, and you, my friend, are what's wrong with yours. Isn't it amazing how Almighty God has given man the ability to either be the best thing or the worst thing that's ever happened to a marriage? And before you can be the best thing that's ever happened to your marriage, you must first see that you've been the worst thing. Pastor Justin Buzzard is the founder and lead pastor of Garden City Church in Silicon Valley. Justin has been dating his wife for 11 years and is the father of three young sons. He is the author of several books, including Date Your Wife, which is our topic for today. Pastor Justin, welcome to the Dustin Daniels Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Dustin. I'm excited to be here. Excited hey. to explore what God wants to do with this time. It'll be great. Hey, man, what, what prompted you to write this book on dating your wife? Yeah, um, actually, it was it, it was in large part anger. I was uh, I was frustrated. Uh, my wife and I 
we, we asked her this question one time. I said, hey, how many marriages can you think of that that are exciting, healthy, you know, God-honoring, fun, passionate marriages, the kind of marriages where, where if you're a single person, you see that marriage and it makes you go, oh, I, I want to get married. I want to have a, have a marriage like that. And we really could only come up with, with two or three. And we were, you know, in church world, surrounded, surrounded by lots of Christian marriages, and that's all that we could come up with. And, and so I was burdened and frustrated uh, wanting, to see, wanting to see Christian marriages thriving, wanting to see uh, Christian marriages have more uh, joy and health and Jesus and life in them. And so I wrote a book, that, and, and I thought the, the big thing to go after there is, is really, really getting after uh, men and talking to the men, trying to help and encourage and inspire the men. And so that's why I wrote this book. So the intro to the show, gentlemen, is it's not my words. It's if you're irritated by that, you can blame Justin, not me. That's right. <laughs> so, Justin, am I really, really the problem? One of the one of the first things that you say in the book is if you want to change the marriage, change the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think God has has ordered marriage uh, such that the man is obviously the uh, head of the marriage, spiritual leader in the marriage. And in that no way, I, I don't say that in any way to take away from the wife's incredible, significant role. I mean, my wife is, is amazing, and she significantly influences me and the culture of our marriage at home, and is just amazing, and I'd be a radically different man without her. Uh, but God has ordered things so that the man, you know, can really be the, the tone setter, the pace setter, as, as the head of the marriage, and the man's ultimately responsible before God for the health of the marriage. And so I think that if a man can be changed by the love of Jesus, that whole marriage can be changed. Now, it certainly can be changed if a, if a woman gets radically you know, transformed by the, the love, by the love of Jesus, if a wife is transformed. Um, but there's something about the man coming alive to the grace of God in a new way, learning how to pursue his wife in the same way that God has, has pursued him, that I've just seen become an electric force in marriages um, and transform the entire culture of a marriage. So, yeah, and obviously I'm writing to men. You know, if this was a book written to both men and women, now tons of women have read the book and really benefited from it, <laughs> but, my, but my audience is, is men. So if I was writing to men and women, I'd you know, maybe nuance some things a little bit, but speaking exclusively to men, I want men to recognize uh, the role that they play. And you could tell by the tone of the book, Justin, that this, this book is written to men, the man is responsible for the marriage, and let's kind of dive into me being the problem. Once we re- realize and, and recognize that, how does that process work itself out? If I'm actually able to <laughs> to humble myself and go, you know what, I really am the problem to this instead of blame shifting and kind of disguising my behavior or my thought life or whatever I'm doing or, or medicating myself with my job or pornography, or other other things, how does one um, embrace this idea of, look, I really am the problem, so Lord, what do you want me to do next? Yeah, well, I think for a man to get to that spot, it, it's going to look different in all of our journeys, but um, it's hard to get to that spot. Uh, you know, there's a lot of pride in, in our hearts as, uh, as human beings and as, and as men, and I think uh, so some men are going to get to that spot through significant failure. Some men uh, are going to have such a hardness in their heart and an unwillingness to kind of hear or listen that it's not until they fail in some significant way that they're 
open to really seeing blind spots and reality and going, oh, man, I, I really am contributing to the unhealth of this marriage in, in really significant ways. Other men will get there get there more quickly. Uh, they're, they're operating from a place of uh, having some, some people around them, some other men around them. They're, they listen to their wife. They're able to see their sin, their sin more readily. So some men are going to get there quickly. Some men, it will take a, a long time to get there. Uh, but, but a man has to get there. One way or another, I think a man has to be broken, has to be humbled, has to see. And it's wonderful if a man can enter marriage in that, in that place, but that, that's often very rare. And has to see the role God is calling him to play, and that in order to be the husband, to be the man God wants him to be, he can't do marriage in his own strength. I think most men are trying to do marriage in their own strength, and we were never meant to do so. Uh, the the Scripture is clear on that. We're, we're called to love our wives like Christ loved the church. Well, we, we certainly cannot do that in our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the grace of God uh, to do that. And so I, I think a man has to be humbled to get to that spot. Um, and then has a lot to wrestle through once he gets in that spot. You know, one of the, the things that I am uh, read just the other day, a book by uh, Dr. Larry Crabb, and he says something to the effect of, God will do anything it takes in your life to show you his holiness. And, yeah. the, and, and I think that goes right into what you're saying with whether it's getting your attention or whether he— he needs to completely step on your neck and break you. He he will do that. That's that's the way God works. One of the things that you talk about, Justin, is is this idea of cultivating and guarding your wife. That's that's yeah. one of our jobs as a husband. Can you explain more? Yeah. Well, I really spend a lot of time in the book looking at the first marriage, and you know, the first the first human relationship that God created is marriage uh, between the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, and and what, what God did is he gave that man, he gave Adam a job before he gave him a, a woman. Genesis 2.15, God says uh, says to Adam, work and keep. Your job is to work and to, to keep the garden. And I think um, a better and helpful way to translate the two Hebrew verbs there are cultivate and guard. And so, so Adam knew, the first man knew, that his job, looking around the Garden of Eden, was to cultivate that garden, to take, to take great care of it, to cause life to flourish there and to guard it, to protect it. And so later, when he was given uh, his bride and was just thrilled and so excited to meet her and enter into this union, he knew what to do with that woman. He knew that his job was to cultivate and guard, to cultivate her, the marriage, to cause life to flourish and, and, and to protect her, to guard her. And so I think that is our primary calling as husbands, is to cultivate and guard uh, our, our wife, our marriage, uh, to make life flourish, to, to really view it as our, as our Eden, as our garden to, um, to cultivate. And, and most men can tend to pour their cultivate and guard energies into work more, which, which we certainly need to do. Um, and I want men to be very ambitious about that. But most men put most of their energy into doing that in the workplace rather than putting their Genesis 2.15 energy into their marriage and into their family. And, and I want men to recover that. You know, I can hear some of the guys going, okay, guys, I get it. I hear what you're saying already. And um, how do I start? And one of the, basically, how do I start this conversation? I realize that, that I haven't done the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I realize that I am the problem. So how do I start this conversation with my wife to let her know that I do want to cultivate our marriage? I do want to guard her. And one of the things that you say is take her on a date because this book is all about how to date your wife, and there's two very important words 
to say to her, and that's I'm sorry. So what yeah. happens what happens there, Justin? Yeah, well I think a man if a man is feeling like you know, you can't force this uh guys. It's it's gotta be a genuine, you know, God's convicting you here, God's inspiring you here. You can't just do this again in your strength. So so I mean start by saying those words to God. I'm sorry, because uh, because the sin is ultimately against God. And so start there and 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 pour your heart out to God and ask God to help you uh, give you vision and to give you the strength uh, to to love and date your wife well. And then yeah, then then go to your wife and just just honesty. Man, honesty works. Repentance works. I'm sorry works. Every every time I say I'm sorry to my wife, I just I just see it in her eyes. It's a, a powerful way to to love her. And generally, as men, we're not. We're not the best at getting vulnerable and honest about our our weaknesses <laughs> and our. Oh, we're horrible failure. at that, man. Yeah, and so and so when a man, when a husband can look his wife in the eyes and take responsibility for sin and say, "Man, I'm, I'm sorry." Gosh, that's I, I know a man fear. A man fears if I do that, my wife's gonna. I don't know what's gonna happen. She's just gonna tell me all the other things I'm terrible at. Uh, but I, I, I've found that when we're honest about that with our wife, it's uh, it's pretty powerful. So. Yeah, start there. A great way to do it could be take take your wife out on a date and and, and tell her there. Uh, but whatever you do, say, say sorry. Today on the show, Pastor Justin Buzzard, author of Date Your Wife. For more information on Justin, you can visit his website at justinbuzzard.net. Now, Justin, you talk about this idea of the husband's religion and what happens when you don't date your wife and you tell a story of, of one of your friends that had an affair. Can you Can you give us some insight into that? Yeah, yeah. So I in the book I contrast religion with gospel, with good news, with what it really means to know Jesus. And I I in, in my own experience and I've found with many, uh, many people confuse Christianity with religion, with just trying to do good things to earn God's love or earn God's favor. And the message of the Bible obviously is, is opposite of that, that we are sinners and God has so radically loved us, given his son for us when we were at our worst, lost in our sin, and that God loves us unconditionally, and, and the good works in our life flow out of his love for us, and they're not something we do to try to get his love. And I think a lot of men fall into that. It's, it's enslaving to, to not really understand the grace of God. Uh, you, you live in slavery because you base your identity on how well you perform, not on the fact that God just loves you and you're his son. And so when there's that misplaced identity as a husband, I, I think a lot of husbands live with a good bit of guilt. They, they just feel like they're not succeeding in a bunch of areas. They feel like, yeah, I'm not the husband I, I want to be or I ought to be. I'm not the dad I want to be. I'm, I'm not doing very well at work. I, most men don't have, most, uh, don't have many friendships. They, they just feel lonely. And so I, want, I first want men to get their identity straight, to understand that they're a child of God before they're ever a husband uh, or a dad. And and so, yeah, that story is, is, is of a friend of mine who he called me uh, one day and had been married uh, 10 years and, and, and called me and told me how his wife had an affair. And he was obviously just cr- crushed and telling me the whole story. So, hey, come over, let's spend the weekend together. And, and over the course of that weekend, the story that unraveled was pretty interesting is obviously he incredibly hurt from from her affair and the adultery she committed but he as he started unplaying the story and facing reality he was recognizing just what a what a uh, ineffective bad husband he had been over the course of that decade that he had just thrown himself into his work and had 
had not been loving his wife, had been neglecting her. She was way, way, way down on the priority list and realized that their marriage is more just a roommate kind of thing, not not a true you know, biblical marriage. And so that was really powerful for me to watch a man um, there at the, his lowest place. He came alive to the grace of God, and, and he went back to her, and, and certainly she you know, talked to her about her sin and how horrible it was and all the pain it caused him, but also spent all this time repenting to her of, listen, I, I've been a really terrible husband. I've, I've not loved you well. I've not led you well. I've not invested in this in this marriage. And so it was very powerful to watch uh, God come in and do a healing work uh, in, that, in that marriage and keep them together. And that's basically about uh, our belief systems. I mean, we, we hear stories, unfortunately, like that. Uh, it's not uncommon. But you talk about the belief systems and how they drive our marriages. And his belief system was was apparently work. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his his belief system was really uh, it was the religion thing I was I was talking about. Of um, you know, I got to try to kind of do some things, good things to get God's favor, but then recognize I'm, I'm kind of failing at all these areas, and so I'm just going to kind of forget about it and just try to tr- struggle through life life on my own. Um, but yeah, I've never I've never met a husband that is in touch with the fact that. Uh, he, he's got God's undeserved love pumping through his veins. That uh, the, the love of Jesus has has just become real to him. I've never met a husband that then goes, "Okay, man, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take good care of my wife." I, I husbands when they come alive with the grace of God think, "Oh, I want to love my wife in the kind of way that Jesus loved me. I'm gonna love her well, even if she's not reciprocating, even if things are difficult right now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna love her, and that love's gonna gonna work on her heart and it's gonna change her." So I want men to come alive to the grace of God. You talk about your father in this book and yeah. about the kind of the, the game plan. And what this book is, uh, right, Justin, it's, it's, a, it's a game plan really on how to date your wife to give you some, some ideas, some suggestions. But you talk about the average husband, and then you correlate the two with your father. Can you explain that? Well, I think what happens uh, oftentimes, I think I saw this happen in my parents' marriage, and I seem to happen in, in others. And that's that a man, a man dates his girl. He meets this girl, starts to fall for her, they, you know, they date. And, and this guy's just so in love with this girlfriend uh, of his and puts an incredible amount of energy and time and creativity and love into how to pursue that girlfriend. And, and then comes the, the proposal. And then she says, yes, and they get engaged and they head to their wedding day. And just when you really have a man who is dating his girlfriend, um, but then what can often happen is then, then, then marriage comes, you get married, and guys, husbands settle into just a routine and go, okay, I've, you know, I, I've achieved that mission. I got the girl. I've secured her. She loves me. I love her. I'm married. Now let me move on to other pursuits because so, I believe men are meant to live with a sense of mission. And I think men falsely think that the mission is over once they've secured the, the the girl. And so then they pour all that energy into their work and ma- their marriage just goes into a maintenance mode kind of thing. And uh, that's what I what I saw uh, my dad do in many ways. Uh, he had, you know, I always hear the stories from my mom and my dad about uh, what, what the dating period was like, uh, but then saw it kind of be more, ma- more maintenance mode-ish. And um, I, I want men to see that the real mission begins in marriage, not not in the dating that happens before marriage, that the real 
the real mission, the real dating, the real adventure, the real sacrifice, the real romance begins in marriage, whether whether you've been married for one year or 40 years and you're just coming alive to this, that um, marriage is meant to be this, this image of our relationship with God. And as we date our wives well, uh, I, I just think we get to see a true picture of God's love for us, and we learn so much about ourselves and, and, and about God, and that's where the magic happens. So, Justin, what would you say to those men going, okay, all right, guys, I hear you. I, want, I need to go on a date. I need to pick up the book. I, I, I'm really, really, I want to do this, but I don't want to do this because yeah. I'm vulnerable and I've really, if you guys only knew, how many times have you heard that? If Justin, if you only knew how, how bad our marriage was and how bad I treated her, I did this and, and it, everything's a mess. How would you suggest and, and encourage the men to schedule that first date and to say those words, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, it depends on who I'm sitting with. If I'm sitting having coffee with a guy, every story's unique, and so the the counsel and wisdom I would offer would be different depending upon the guy. But with that general profile, I'd say again, spend a little more time with with God in prayer and uh, have Him help you. Have Him have Him work on your motives, work in your heart. Um, ask Him to give you a, a passion to to love your wife well, same way that, that he has loved you. And out of that place, then I'd say, then just go for it. Just, just start, start with, I'm sorry, start with that date. Um, you know, don't make it a, I have to, or I should, or a chore. I mean, your wife will smell that, uh, from, from 20 feet away. Make <laughs> it a, you know, I, I want to be with you, you know? Um, yeah. you know, cause, cause you did, you, I, I want a man to, to remember, when he first fell in love with that wife of his and what that was like, where you, you just wanted to be with her. You, you drop everything. You drop work. You drop everything to go be with her, to spend time with her, to kiss her, to, to be near to her. And and that that spark, if it's not been there, if it's faded out, that spark can't. I just want men to have hope. That spark can be rekindled. Uh, in fact, it can be better than what you ever had in, in the past. And I want a man to be hopeful, to have a, a vision for what could would be so i was just trying to give that man hope um for, for what could happen it's amazing what happens when you trust god and then work hard and that's yep. that's what i hear you saying today uh, yep. justin yep. today on the show pastor justin buzzard author of a book titled date your wife once again visit justin at justin buzzard Dot net. And if you are if you're new to the radio program, you can visit us at DustinDanielsRadio.com as well. We've got over 80 radio programs that contain Christian authors, pastors, filmmakers, and ministry leaders discussing God's plan of purity. And that's the purity of sex and singleness and marriage, family, children, and, and finances. If you like what you hear, you can listen online as well podcast via iTunes. You can email us your questions. And there's also a free online community on the website. You can get connected where you live in a small group as well, because there is nothing more important than get connected eyeball to eyeball. You got a, a question for us. one 855 dustin is the, uh, the phone number. And I got to tell you, over the past couple years, this radio ministry is absolutely a miracle. It exists only by the grace of Almighty God, and I am so thankful for your prayerful 
and your financial support to spread his message of purity to over 75 countries around the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at Purity Pastor, and you can like us on Facebook at DustinDanielsRadio.com. The kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk, 1 Corinthians 4.20. It's living and living in God's power, the power that is in the very name and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And my prayer for you is to live in that power because it's for freedom that Christ set you free. See you next week. I love you. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.